It's a shame that there's things right like right because I don't binge watch series anymore, so I've not finished any series, like really. But I've yeah. started because there's loads of new things out. Obviously, I've started the Lord of the Rings show. Yeah, I watched episode one yesterday. Oh, I've, I'm, I'm all caught up. Ah, oh, shit! When I'm on catch... episode three. It's actually really good. Um, like okay, yeah, I joined episode it's more, one. It's more every t- when I'm watching it, every time I hear something that sounds familiar, I'm looking it up to be like, where have I heard that from? <laughs> where, where specifically yeah. do I know that from? And it's just it's annoying, but um, it's pretty good. Like without spoiling it. Have you been because... watching um, House of the Dragon? No. Oh, that's fair. I just don't have any. Um... Actually, one thing I saw from it was like you know that they do those like basically jousting tournaments aren't they yeah there's like one in one of the episodes i don't know what episode specifically but i saw it and it's like there's like they have like this big stadium for it oh yeah whereas in the in the game of thrones which takes place in the future of this series basically yeah um, when they have a jousting tournament it's just like a couple of people stood behind a fence oh fucking hell yeah it is and it's like i it's it's like it's like prequel syndrome like that's with star wars where like you feel like there's too much technology in the prequel era yeah it's one of those things it was like you should you know continuity wise but i guess it's in a different place i guess i don't know i don't actually know what's going on it's all right it's all well it all takes place in king's landing at the moment oh okay well, i've um, heard it's i've heard it's okay i'm really enjoying i'm only two episodes in out of four um if it goes for um if it goes for uh, six seasons. I'll start watching it when it hits when the seventh season's about to start. Same yeah, with, same as I did with Game of Thrones. Yeah, I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> Got to keep your continuity up. A part of me really wishes I'd never watched Game of Thrones now. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm the same. Like, the, the, it, if I had never lived with three other people that were watching it. <laughs> yeah, too fair. I never would have watched it, um, because I didn't have a re- I didn't. I was like, yeah, maybe someday. It's like I've never seen Breaking Bad, no, but it's like I one of those really big popular shows. Like when everyone's watching something, you're like, I want to kind of, I want to be involved. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit, so I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, it's and it. I did. But then this show, I'm like, ugh. Nobody else I know is watching it. I mean, probably are, but no one I talk to. Yeah. But yeah, I know I didn't even I didn't even watch this. Well, obviously this isn't we haven't done this. This isn't started officially yet. This probably will be kept in. But um, yeah, I think the only show thing I watched was the Iron Groot thing, which if that counts, but does, it doesn't really. But it does. So yeah, I think that's the only one I watched as well. Otherwise, it's only films. Like yeah. obviously I've been watching Welcome to Wrexham, but that's still going. Um. And She-Hulk, but that's still going. Oh yeah, he is. Um, I don't know. Maybe <coughs> one of the making of was released last month. I don't know. Was the making of Ms. Marvel released last month or the month before? I have no idea. I want to say last month, no? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> and Solar Opposites finished last week. Yeah. So I don't know. And this this week. Last week, I started watching Kim's Convenience. Oh, yeah. Which is that sitcom that um, Simu Liu was in. That's been really good. It is, actually. I mean, the first, it's, the first episode is really, if, really iffy, but then, like, it, it, it really picks up. I think the characters are all endearing enough. Yeah. It's just a nice little, nice sitcom. Nothing, you know, 
different in comparison to Always Sunny in Philadelphia, <laughs> which is just... It's not a nice show, that one. <laughs> yeah. But it's a good one. Um, I haven't played any games, haven't read anything, haven't listened to anything. I mean, I have, but I haven't really listened to any new stuff. Yeah. So, it's only films, really. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Smoking Microphones podcast. A podcast where monthly we talk about things we watched last month. My name's Connor. My name's Harry. Hello, hello, hello. It was a slower intro, but we've been going for a bit. <laughs> we have, we have, yeah. We've just been having a bit of a catch up. Um, we've talked just... about some things. You, you would have heard it. You would have heard it. Yeah, I mean, look, this is coming out literally the day after we record. But yeah, so we just have a bit of a catch up. World's a bit fucked, so um, yeah. we just had had a bit of a laugh before the before the podcast record. But welcome. We hope you're all well. Yeah, look, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about the news. We, I mean, you don't need to hear our opinions on it. You know, it's. No, we'll it's... we'll save we'll talk about the news in, in our D twenty three episode, which D twenty three has already happened, but our episode won't be out for a bit. Yeah, but um... which is unfortunate. But it'll, we'll be there, just like our our, our um the other MCU episode we have coming yes. out a month after it, after comic over a month after two months after Comic Con, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But um, you know, yeah, look, it's sad, but we move on. So what's even more br- sad? We here to bring you a bit of light entertainment and a bit of well, bit of I was gonna first, I was firstly gonna say what's even more sad Yeah is that yeah, season three isn't here yet. <laughs> no, it's not. Look I know we said well to be fair, we always said in these recaps that um we're aiming for the start of September, but that doesn't mean we it's gonna be the start of September. We kind of got to a point where we realised that even though we've been recording a bit in advance and we've been doing long records as well, so we've got a couple of episodes in the bag, not just like yeah. one or two. We I can realised be, we can effectively confirm it will be weekly releases, but each episode is going to have like multiple parts. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be like I think it's fair to give them a bit more de- some detail. So it's it's going to be like we're going to have like a topic. So for example, we've already said this. We're going to have a soundtracks kind of topic, mm-hmm. and Which... within that. Well, I say, which at this time we've only recorded the first half of, and that first half was yeah. two hours. So, <laughs> yeah, so that soundtrack's topic will be split into, for example, that one, that one three will probably or four be split into, Yeah, probably that. We, but then we've still got a second part to record as well. Exactly. So that could end so, up being like six episodes. <laughs> so yeah, so think of them like like that. But um, yeah, we realised that. We wanted a bit more time because we're really enjoying what we've got for Series 3 so far. I think it's fair to say that the fact that we're recording for two hours and we're just we're literally just having proper in-depth chats and really enjoying ourselves. Um, yeah, yeah. We don't want to start releasing now and then have to rush to record and release to record the next week. You know, I think we're at, we're at a point where we would have quite a bit. We just want, we want to promote it a little bit as well. Yeah, we want to we want to put a bit more oomph behind it. We want to, you know, we want to like Connor said, we want to do a bit more promotion, a bit more social media stuff, some a trailer possibly, and then, um, yeah. So it is on the way, and I think it's fair to say it is going to be fairly soon. We just need a little bit more time. Yeah. Um, but it's not like it's not like we're sitting here saying, oh, we haven't even started it yet. We are very well into production of it it'd be good if we had like a proper like intro intro thing that where we could just slap on the beginning of every episode and then like an outro thing we can just slap on the end of every episode we could do that we could think of something like that yeah maybe it's just um, because of all the different splitting up we don't obviously split them up while we're recording we just record it and then we split it up in the edit yeah um 
Well, maybe we do. Maybe we do it so that at the end of each kind of big record, um, we'll record like the big episode first, and then we'll record a couple variations of intros and outros like separately one, at the end. At one point, me and you can just record like an intro where we just introduce the show, like we say, "Oh, I wake up." Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Blah blah blah. And then I say me, you say you, and then you do the outro bit that we normally do, and then I say, "Eat them scones" or whatever I say. Enjoy your scones. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, we could do that this week. Yeah, we'll do that at some point this week. Um, but yeah, so we're not gonna we're not gonna give you a date just yet, but it is it is gonna be soon. It's not it's not too much longer of a wait, but um, yeah, we don't want to we don't want to say oh it's gonna be the end of this month. And then we have to pressurise ourselves to get it out at that point. Um, just keep an eye on all the socials. You will get all the information you need on those. Yeah. I forgot to I think... do anything to promote the um, last thing we released, though. So you had something from us recently. Obviously, the little prelude to chaos, as I titled it. I really enjoyed listening to that. I re- It just really made me laugh. There was a part in it where I was like, do I have to edit around this? Because we, we name locations. Yeah. Like, local places. But then I'm also like, I don't... I don't That's care. Fair. <laughs> That's fair. No, I think, yeah. If you listen, if you go back and listen to that, you'll kind of understand the kind of thing. We're um, for. Yeah, the kind of tone and the kind of the thing that we want to we want to do. We just want it to be really kind of nice and chill, and we want it to be what we started out doing. Like we we started this podcast to have two friends just chatting to each other. We started we with that intention. That. <laughs> yeah, it, it never got a chance to really be that. This is, I think, we've found it. Yeah. So, but yeah, it is, it is underway. We've got, yeah, like we said, we've, we've recorded a couple. We've got two or three more ideas or topics that we know we're going to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm, I'm really fucking enjoying it. It feels yeah. fresh. It feels new again. I can't wait to talk about Brad Pitt for a whole episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I hope you've seen more than like a, a couple of Brad Pitt movies. Well, I'm going to, I'm really going to have to fucking... Have a look this week, and I. Um, yeah, he's well, he's done. He has done a lot, so we've 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 probably seen plenty. Um, so how many how many films do you have this month? Oh, this month I have. Well, last month, but you know what I mean. Let me get my list up. <clears throat> I have eight, two of which are rewatches. One, two, three. Oh, is that a film? Well, it's a, it's a big special, so fuck it. Four. So I have four, four new ones. Wait, one, two, three, four, five. No, sorry, five new ones. Um, two rewatches, one series, and then the, the mini group series. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, well, yeah, I've got a fair few. You said you had one series, and said so you want to start with that? Yeah. So I watched... Um, the Sandman on Netflix. Oh, okay, you finished that. Then you fin- finally time. finished it, yeah. So, um, and I, I just absolutely loved it. It was one of the, it's one of the strongest and um, probably most interesting concepts and shows I've ever seen. And for Netflix, I think it's one of it's it's the most visually stunning show I think I've seen on that Netflix have done. Um, and for those who don't know, it's about uh, the Lord of the Dreaming is called Morpheus. He gets imprisoned for a hundred years, and uh, he loses his three kind of personal items. That's his helm, his ruby, and his sand. So, episode one is all about him being trapped and trying to, you know, get free. 
after a hundred years, and the the first premise of the series is all about him trying to recover these three things, um, and then different things happen after that that I I won't spoil, but um, yeah, it's really really interesting. The the cast are fantastic. So you've got like, Tom Sturridge, uh, Jenna Coleman. You've got uh, Mark Hamill's in it for a bit. You've got um, oh Christ, uh, Boyd. No, is it Boyd? Boyd, Boyd, Boyd Holbrook. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's the David, Corinthian. David Thewlis. Yep, David Thewlis. Uh, um, Stephen Fry. Panos all. And um, oh, one so thing I will. Oh, Karen. It was a Panos more related thing. So you know, in um, Agents of Shield, he plays many agents who are all related. Yeah. Uh, in one of the episodes, he has a sister, like an older sister. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize until I was looking up because I saw. Okay, so this is where it's it's a weird kind of how I jumped, how I found this out. But I was looking through um, Netflix and I left it on um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, not put it on, but just left it on, like hovering over it. It wasn't playing. Oh yeah. So I turned that off on Netflix. Um, but the picture was Stephanie Beatriz with a character played by Artemis Pebdani, who plays Artemis in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes, she shows up yes, a lot yes, yes. And she's in a, for a while she's in a sexual relationship with Frank. Yep. Yeah, um, yep. But she in real life she's a good friend of um, Mary Elizabeth who play who plays the um the, wait- the waitress. The waitress? Married yep. to Charlie Day. Um yep. So I was like, "Oh, I didn't know she was in there." And I was like, "That's weird because I've seen that show." And yeah. I didn't realize she was in it. I looked her up. She plays Patton Oswalt's sister in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I was like, I for sure would have seen that episode with her in after watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. How did I not notice? <laughs> That's mad. Like, I was like, oh my god. But anyway, that was just a fun fact. It's a fun thing to jump off from Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt's no, great. No, cool. Oh, he's fantastic in this. He plays uh, a reincarnated raven, basically, who accompanies um, Morpheus on his kind of journey. And I won't, I won't spoil... I mean, yeah, don't. The I do series, <laughs> but all I all I will say is uh, episode six. Uh, for the first half, of episode six deals with he goes to see his sister, who's deaf, um, as in his sister's the Grim Reaper, like deaf. She's not yeah, like yeah, yeah. hard no, of hearing. Um, so I just really, anyway, um, and it's all about they have this very kind of honest and quite human conversation about grief and how we how one can deal with grief and it's you see death kind of do her job she goes from person to person and does her job as they're having this this very intimate deep conversation and it's about 15 minutes and it's it's i don't really know how to describe it it's, it kind of had me in tears it's so raw and um well thought out and so well written as well it's just a beautiful beautiful bit of writing in general so even if you don't watch the show which i think you should um definitely go and view the first half of episode six because it's it's different from the rest of the series it's its own little kind of thing and it's uh it's really really beautiful i'm definitely um, gonna watch it it's just when i get to it yeah yeah i really really enjoyed it um i absolutely loved it it's probably i think it might be my favorite show i've watched this year I don't know how many shows I've watched, but that's, it's definitely my favourite. It's funny that, because I realised that somehow I've watched the most... So, in this country, we got uh, the fifth season 15 of um, It's Always Sunny early this year, I think in January. 
Yes. I've now seen season 15 three times. Fuck, I've not even watched it yet. <laughs> it's actually really good. Like, I think it's... Is that the one we go to Ireland as well? Yeah, it does. But the thing is, the Ireland stuff is set up in the fourth episode. So technically, it's like a five-parter. Oh, wow. And talking about emotion, I think there's a moment in the last episode of that season with Charlie Day, which is one of the rawest like, emotional moments in the entire show. Oh, fair. And it's like... Every t- each time I've watched it since, it gets me, like, teary-eyed. Damn. I do like um, Always Sunny. I love Robert, Robert um, McElhenney as well. I know Mythic Quest comes back soon, which yeah, I'm, I'm excited about. Mythic Quest, yeah. I feel like I've had... like It's weird because I've seen them so much now, because not just because of the show, but because of their own podcast. Mm. Um, Their own podcast. Because of their podcast, because of Mythic Quest, and because of now Welcome to Wrexham. It's like, I just feel like I know Rob McElhenney. <laughs> well, you end up you end up feeling very comfortable like watching them or listening to them or um like there's I think everyone has those kind of stars or actors or and yeah. they end up feeling extremely comfortable around even if you don't you feel like you know them even though you don't know them kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's a bad thing. What if you should go get back to the, their podcast at some point, so I feel like I, it's, I need to. It's great to not see that not only are they just good at working together, but like they genuinely have a like a like a love, care, and respect for each other. I wanna, I wanna get through. I think I'm at the end of their like their series one rewatches. Mm. I wanna, I wanna listen to it to where they start doing the video podcast, and then I'll start. I love yeah. a podcast. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like having them on the screen while I'm doing something. Their, will... The video version is that I enjoy that a lot more. I do like what like seeing them. Yeah, I feel like I I think that's what. Um, Even though I listen I think, to yeah. loads of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I've got so many I need to catch up on. Really, I'm it's I've really gone behind. You fell off of a, you you've basically fallen behind on a podcast that you got me into. Well, I'm catching up on that now. I'm four episodes out on the on the main. Um, podcast um mm. which i'm gonna do this week because there's another reason i'm taking the week off is i can catch up on like, my podcasts and the stuff i want to watch and, and we got this <laughs> yeah i want to catch up on that as well like we got you're we got this covered. You're, you're like on what uh like nine or <laughs> fucking something like that yeah of season um, one we're on 17 yeah. of season two um and then i don't know whether to after catching up on the main one whether to do the camp classic comic book club, or Time Crapshaw. See the Next. way you, Time Crapshaw, I would I love a lot more than the comic book one. Okay, actually, Time Crapshaw is my favorite. Um, oh, okay. Like of their um, bonuses, but what I was, it's funny that you, that's how you do it because I literally just on Mondays when I get home from work, I'll listen to the new episode and then if it's a if it's not a commentary, the bonus episode straight after. <laughs> Yeah, that's but because you're behind you having to do them like all in batches. That would be great for me though, because I would just literally just have it playing while I'm around the house all day. Well, that's what I like. I do I, like. Don't get me wrong. I like having a podcast up to date, but I also like having big batches. So, like for example, yeah. I'm doing a. Uh, I bought myself a big fuck off Lego set. I brought the um, Seek, uh, Sanctum Sanctorum, the okay. Doctor Strange. Yeah, I know and that. I've been building that, and either I've been, I'm only one floor down at the moment out of three, but. I'll either have some soundtracks on or I'll stick on one of the podcasts and have a big queue of them and just listen to that as I'm building. It's quite a nice kind of reset for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely getting, I'm definitely back into them. I never really fell off them, but I'm definitely fully back into them now. I have um, something to suggest to you that um, it's up to you. 
Mm. How because it depends on how you'd want to listen to it. Um, yeah. I made a playlist for Dungeons right. and Daddies because obviously I'm part, I'm a Patreon subscriber. Yeah. I have a playlist which is all of season one. Yeah. But after every episode, I have their Talking Dad, which is where they do the um the after episode bit. Oh right. So I literally go episode Talking Dad, episode Talking Dad, episode Talking Dad. Okay, yeah, that might like, be quite interesting actually. That's a I haven't listened to it that way yet, um, only because I've I burned myself out on listening to it because I did listen to it a lot. Yeah, um, but I'll get back to. It. I mean, I love listening to new episodes, but I won't, I can't listen to the old ones for a little bit. I'll go back to it because I love it. It's a, it's it's like always sunny Philadelphia. It's one of my comfort things. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Even though they didn't start the the post show thing until episode eight, so yeah. they went back and did the early episodes though. So like, yeah, I just I I thought maybe that would be an interesting way to listen to it. I'd love that, yeah, because it like splits it up a bit. And I'm, what I'm saying is because I've made I've made it into a I think I've made. I think the way I have it is I can send you the file I have, and it would just if you added that to your phone or something, it would just go into your music as a playlist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it that. It might. Yeah. I'm not sure if it will 100% work for Apple that way. I know it works for my phone that way, but it's worth a go. I might have to check the format because I did make it in on my Mac, obviously the playlist. Yeah. But it's only season one I've done that for at the moment. But I just thought it could be an interesting way to listen to it if you wanted to do the whole. Episode post show, episode post yeah, show. Yeah, no, hundred percent. That'd be grand. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's funny that it'd be different because it feels like because you're so far back. Maybe listen to the entire show in one first. Okay. Because you're not that familiar with them. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah. Whereas, because their first post show episode thing, it does spoil it actually as well. So I wouldn't recommend that be a way to listen to it for the first time. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, don't. Scratch that. That can be something you could do if you ever wanted to do a second listen. Okay, okay, I'll keep it in mind. But I, I can send so. you. I could send you the the ad free episodes if you wanted. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would prefer ad free to be fair. So that'd be grand. Um. Um. Okay. Sick. Because I have, I actually have everything in a folder because I downloaded everything from their from their Patreon that I that I have access to because I'm only on yeah. the bottom, the bottom level. Yeah. And they got a lot of lot of bonus things as well they, they did a bonus thing which was um i can't remember what it's called what this what the um what the uh this i can't remember what the system is called but it was like uh, the the name of it is sons and sons ability like like sense and sensibility <laughs> um, i like that and they're a bunch of um uh single women looking to be get hitched um and it's one of their best bonus things it's hilarious <laughs> oh, that's great um, it was so funny that uh, <laughs> they're just so hectic. I also randomly fell upon. Um, I saw a clip. There was someone being like, "It was a clip. It was a Key and Peel thing, but it wasn't Key and Peel. It was them in something." Oh, okay. And it was them in something, and uh, it was someone. Be the comment basically on it. I think I saw it on TikTok, and the caption was basically something. Or the comment. I don't know what the the description was. Something along the lines of, "This is the same guy that directed Nope for Jordan oh. Peel." Which yeah. is funny. Like it's funny when you see what he did before he became a really serious filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I was watching the clip and I was being like, "This is okay." Is and I was like, "Wait a minute, there's a third guy here. Is that is that is that Freddie Wong?" <laughs> <laughs> Look, looked it up and it was a Freddie Wong sketch. <laughs> Outstanding. Where he got Key and Peel in it. It's not like an amazing sketch. I just thought it was just funny to be like, "Oh shit, Freddie Wong," because he was he was quite big back in 
that YouTube day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but anyway, ramble. Oh, but yeah, that was tangerine for a bit. Oh, I love a ta- I love a good tangerine, especially when he said natural tangerine. <laughs> and a natural um, tangerine. As, as opposed to an unnatural tangerine. Well, as opposed to a processed tangerine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, you know what I mean. Do you know we've talked about one thing, and this recording is forty-five minutes in. Fuck me, yeah. You moving on, moving on. Um, do you want to go next? Yeah, yeah, I can. Or do you want me to do another one? No, I'll do one film because I think I had more. Yeah, makes sense. I'll talk about some some of mine. I won't go super in detail with. To be fair, well, Um, I'll talk. I'll talk about one that might even set up the next film you talk about because it was a trade-off thing we did. So I watched Tron Legacy. You did. Initially, after watching the film, I gave it a 4 out of 10. Okay. Um, and then before I did the blog post thing on it, because like, it was genuinely the weakest film I watched last month. Yep. Um, I was like, 4 feels too generous, so I dropped it down to a 3. Right. When I was setting up the blog post itself, mm. I put the rating at the bottom. Before, I, I set it all up before I, like, I format it all before I write the actual review in. Okay, yeah. I was like looking at the rating and thinking, no, actually, no, I looked at the notes I made and thought, either I'm not remembering this film right or I don't know, maybe. And I looked at the rating and I changed it from a three uh, to a two. Right. And then I wrote the review, which is only three short paragraphs because I had nothing to say. I remembered nothing about the film other than the things I didn't like. And I dropped the rating down to a one. Fuck me. Because I think it is genuinely a terrible movie. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And to the point where not even the soundtrack stood out to me when I watched it. But I think oh, I that love was the soundtrack. I had a lot of problems. My TV kept cutting audio for some reason every time it got a bit too loud. Oh, like not for long, not for long, but like pit, this happens on Disney Plus all the time with my TV for some reason. Um, but that's anyway, funny. I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, that's I didn't hear, man. I didn't care for any of the characters. Yeah, especially the main character. I don't really know why I was supposed to care about him. He just seemed like a privileged dick. Mm. Um, but you know, yeah, for, I think what I think it was interesting initially is that. There's the, the the concept is still very interesting, but obviously that concept does come from the original, which I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, and I thought the technology would definitely of that day, 2010, um, would yeah. definitely help that film, like in and and that concept and that idea. Yeah. Um, that being said, obviously we all know Jeff Bridges' CGI face is awful. Oh yeah, no, it's terrible. Like, we all yeah. know that, and it, it was too it was too noticeable for me. Every time he was on screen, I was like, I can't, I can't look at him. It's very, and I can't believe I'm going to use this to describe it. Um, fuck, it's very Paul Walker Fast Seven. See, the thing is with that, I don't even, I never saw that. I mean, I haven't seen the film for a while, so maybe I will notice it more if I watch that film again. Yeah, I saw the clip the other day, and I was like, it's much more noticeable now. Okay. Um, but um, then when I first watched it, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. The I think maybe I've been too harsh on the rating because I genuinely just don't remember most of the film. No, but that's fair. You you know, if you didn't like it, you didn't like I did, it. Because I did initially give it a four, and a four is lower than average. Like an average, like it's 
it would that would still get a bad rating from me if it was a four. But yeah, I everyone I was writing a review I was like yeah, I don't know if I liked anything about the film. I think there were mm. bits I liked, but I don't remember any of it. So it got a one. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's completely fair, man. Um, I mean, and that's not me um, saying that you know obviously I'm I'm never I'm not gonna be I'm not someone to say oh no my opinion is 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 the be all and end all objective yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah. I've said that there's only one film that my opinion is objective about, and that's The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, and which is obviously amazing, clearly. Mm. Um, that's your opinion. No, you, it's the only Connor, Star Wars film no, I don't Connor, like. No, Connor actually tells me off-podcast that um, it's actually his favourite, and he loves it so much. Do you know I haven't seen that film since the third time I saw it in the cinema? <laughs> Fucking, I swear, I've not seen, I've only seen that film twice. I've seen it once in a cinema with you, and then I've seen, I saw it again um, at my mum's, like, three months after that, and I fell asleep, like, I don't know, when Ray and Kylo have their fight on the Death Star. I think if I had watched it the first time and never saw it again, maybe I'd be a bit nicer to it, but the fact that I watched it three times... And it wasn't, I mean, I, it was my choice. I did that to myself, but I didn't want to see it. Especially the third time. I didn't want to see it the third time. But it's always, it's as well, it's, it's Star Wars, you know what I mean? Like, you know, no matter what the film it is, there's all, you always get a chill when the opening, boom, like comes on in a cinema, and you're in a cinema screen, and yeah. I'll always, I'll, always remember, I'll always remember The Force Awakens when we saw that at the BFI. Yeah, well, that that, that was, was always a great day. That was Star Wars coming back. Yeah. But no, with Rise of Skywalker, I only saw it more than once because I was seeing it with other people every time. Yeah. And I was like, because I want to see it with my mum. I was like, she won't see it unless I go with her. She's got no one else to go to the cinema with. <laughs> see no, that's Star nice, though. That's and nice. I saw it with Kyle because I was like, he wanted to see it. And I was like, yeah, I'll, see I'll go see it with you. It's fine. I don't have to pay for it because I have my Cineworld thing. Yeah. But I did pay to see it that first time. <laughs> I think because we saw we saw the others at the BFI, so I, I feel like it would have been weird if we hadn't have seen. It was like a full circle. Unlike that, that trilogy. trilogy. Unlike that trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, I've never. Whenever I've done a rewatch, I've never got to it. I've always stopped. Oh, see, at... my, on my rewatch, which has, te- it's not really a rewatch, really. It takes, it takes me ages to do it, but I'm on. I would be on Force Awakens next. Yeah. And I will, I will, when I do eventually go Force Awakens, I'll probably do Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, Solo, and then I will do The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I will revisit that film finally after nearly three years. I would be, yeah, I would be interested to sit with that trilogy again, but especially with Rise of Skywalker, and just sit properly, not on my phone, like, turn the lights off, just stick the film on, sit and watch it, and see how I feel at the end of it. I feel like being on Twitter for a while in the, in during the pandemic when it was I was only in somehow I was in Star Wars Twitter. I got too much of it shoved at me. Like that I love and I yeah. that burned me out on Star Wars. Um, th- the thing is, right? I like I use Twitter for like you know to to promote and retweet stuff for our podcast to promote stuff for. <laughs> for my side podcast and, and mm. to get like the news and stuff like for the ones I've got notifications on for but yeah. at the same time it's 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 so toxic 
Well, like, it depends on so... who you're following and where you wait. Like, if you're in those fandoms and stuff like that. That's just, I've I've really been re- like gutting my Twitter in terms of fandom stuff. Like, I don't want to. Yeah, be involved I think in I'm. That. I think I'm gonna as well. I keep seeing like because I keep wanting to get involved in when, I, especially on Facebook, the replies on Facebook to Dragon Ball stuff are the worst. Yeah. Um, I hate it. I hate it because Dragon Ball fans are so dumb, and I don't mind saying that I am a Dragon Ball fan, but at least you know I can read. <laughs> the the common joke amongst amongst people people who don't like the Dragon Ball fandom is um like the meme I always go back to is um don't pick a fight with Dragon Ball fans we can't read nice <laughs> I like that. Um, or they can't read but like I I I I love that joke just being like yeah no Dragon Ball fans can't read I'm a Dragon Ball fan <laughs> outstanding just okay. outstanding. Speaking, of, I mean, speaking of Dragon Ball, I'll get to that at some point. But yeah, okay. Well, well I'll do another tangerine. Well, I'll um, so like Connor said, so Connor watched Tron Legacy, and in return, I watched Oblivion. That Connor watched because obviously I watched Tron Legacy last month, and he watched Oblivion last month. Um, <coughs> so for me, I watched this when I had. So I hope no one from work listens to this. Well, no, I hope you do. But at the same time, please don't judge me. I had so much dead time at work, <laughs> I was able to watch two films back to back. So enough. I started. I started with Oblivion, um, and I I enjoyed it. I like the soundtrack, like you yeah. said, the soundtrack's great. Um, I do think it was quite predictable no, towards yeah, the end. It's very predictable. I can see, I can see what you were saying about the world building stuff. Um. There's definitely a lot of opportunity to explore more of that world or in more, general. Or more, there was more opportunity to explore the world in that film itself as well. Is that we feel like I feel like that's a negative for me. That is a negative that they should have done more with the world. Yeah, it feels it feels very. Um, yeah, it, it feels it feels very much missed opportunities with that film for me. Yeah. I like Tom Cruise in it. I like the basic premise and the set. And I had a good time. That's the thing. Like, I did enjoy it. Um, I gave but, it a three out of five on Letterboxd. Mm. But I feel like I wouldn't go back to it again because I feel like I'd be bored watching it a second time. Yeah, I it's felt, fun. Do you I know what like, I mean? Yeah, I felt like that close to it. Like after I watched it, I was like, it did. It does drag. It feels like it, it's longer than it is. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, granted, I mean, I gave it in total. A seven out of ten, so three and a half stars on Letterbox. Yeah, but so that doesn't necessarily. I mean, that means that I mean that usually is like that's an average film for me. Like seven out, like a seven is kind of, or six is the lowest I go on a film with still liking it. Yeah. Um. So seven means I like I liked it a bit more than just liking it, but um, I wouldn't go out and say oh it's one of the best films I've seen this year. It's not. It's it's not. It's got a lot of negative qualities uh, for me personally. I yeah. just had a really good time watching it, like for some reason, and I didn't know it would. I, think, I would. That's the things I didn't expect to have such a good time with it. See, that was me with Tron Legacy, hmm. and I think I think the thing that made that film for me, which also made this film for me, was the soundtrack. I do think I it think, helps. Yeah, I think for me with Tron, when I watched it, if I didn't have that soundtrack, I would have had a much more negative experience. And I think with with Oblivion was exactly the same like i remember listening watching parts of the film and i was going oh i don't know what's happening in the film but this soundtrack fucking rocks 
The soundtrack's like, great. Like, I have listened, listened to it twice now. So good. Um, the um, song at the end is brilliant as well. I like that. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, I think that has a massive, massive part to play in the kind of experience. It's one of those films where, and we've spoke about this on our soundtrack episodes that you'll see when those are released or you listen to when those are released, but the soundtrack helps play an ex- or helps form an experience of a film. Like it makes the film an yeah. experience rather than just watching a film. And that's what's great about those kind of films as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I did enjoy it. I gave it a three out of five. So I did, I did really enjoy it. And I'm glad you suggested it. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah. It's a good um, film. It's a good film. It's a good film that could be better, but it's like, you know. Yeah. And that's, um, that's, that's all. Sometimes that's, sometimes that's all you want. Like, <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I agree. Just to sit and watch a film. But, um, um, very quickly, I'm going to talk about, because I watched, like I said, I watched two films that day. If someone from work's listening, I did loads of work. No, I had no work that day. They all knew about <coughs> it. Um, mm. I also watched a film straight after called Lockout. Oh, in, it's you in told, twen- you, you've told I think me I've told about you this. about this. Yeah. yeah. It's Guy Pierce. Um, and it's also got. Oh no, no, it's got. Wait, let me find the cast. It's got Guy Pierce, Maggie Grace, Joseph Gilgan, Lenny James, Peter Stormare. So it's an alright. It's an alright cast list, right? Yeah, Maggie Grace. She was in. Um, she's in The Walking Dead. She's also. She's the daughter in the Taken films. She's in Lost. Um, she's in. Yep. Twilight. She's in Twilight. She's in. Nothing. Else of note. Um, I recognise ba- Joe Gilgan. He was in Preacher. That's not he's what also, I recognise him from. He's also uh, this is England. He's in this is England. I don't remember. I have seen that. I don't remember it. I think it's yeah. We watched it. At, um, I definitely. Re- I think I recognise him more from trailers for things on UK television. Yeah, he like he was in he was in a couple of series of Misfits. So you probably saw him in a trailer for that. Yeah. Um, and it's basically about this guy. Um, called Snow, played by Guy Pierce, and he's a falsely he's a he's a government agent, but he's falsely convicted of a of a murder, and he's going to be kind of cryogenically frozen and sent to this prison in space. <laughs> However, on this prison in space is Maggie Grace, who's the president's daughter, and she's there to kind of see if everything's kind of ethical or not, and if it's because um, there's reports of the people that are cryogenically frozen end up like losing their minds and end up with like dementia and all this shit and um so basically they say to, uh, the, the prisoner gets overrun you know one prisoner gets his hand on something and then the whole prison goes top shut it's die hard in space basically but really you've, shit you've left out a big fact about this film which is that it was written by luke besson oh luke yeah besson. i didn't realize um, he but... wrote it too fair but what I also just found out, this is in its Wikipedia, a French court has ruled the film plagiarizes the plot of the cult classic Escape from New York and its sequel, Escape from L.A. So yes. it's also written by Luc Besson, but based on Escape from New York by John Carpenter and Nick Castle and Escape from L.A. by John Carpenter, Deborah and Hill I... and Kurt Russell. <laughs> yep, and it's directed by Stephen St. Ledger and Liga James. and James, James Mather. Mather. Right. Yeah. And I will say for you right now, it is a heap of shit. It's so bad. It's not the worst film I've seen this year. That still goes to Cosmic Sin, as I said last month. Mm-hmm. But um, the thing I liked about it was it is literally just Guy Pierce with a gun 
saving the president's daughter in a space prison. Like it's just it's just he's going around, he's shooting some things. But but then that's also the negative. It's not as much action as I thought it would be for this kind of film. Like it takes itself so seriously. Like the the effect there's some I'll send you a clip actually after the podcast. There's a clip before he goes to space where he's like having like this motorcycle chase. Mm-hmm. And it is one of the worst bits of CGI. I think it might be the worst bit of CGI I've ever seen. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not good. I didn't have a good. I, it, yeah, it's just. It really put a damper on my day when I watched it. Um, <laughs> a sleek, slick, and shameless ripoff of John Carpenter's Snake Plissken films, Escape from New York, Escape from LA. <laughs> honestly, mate. Honestly, fucking awful. So bad. But yeah, not as bad as Cosmic Sin. That was. Um, I, need, I need to watch Escape from New York and Escape from LA. I liked um, Big Trouble in Little. Well. I liked Big I Trouble in Little China, which is also John Carpenter and Kurt Russell. I did see that as well. Um, That's a very good film, actually. But yeah, I've only got uh, I've got two films, a mini series, and then a couple of rewatches. Um, so you uh, can okay, go next. Okay. I'll do my 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 back to back rewatches that I did early in the month. Yeah. Uh, I watched I rewatched Lilo and Stitch and Monsters Inc. Oh, nice. Uh, Lilo and Stitch is just one of my all time favorite films from when I was younger. I need to rewatch that. I watched that in years. I I love Lilo and Stitch. It's great. It's it's funny. It's endearing. Yeah. It's it's Lilo and Stitch. It just is what it is. Um. I remember seeing a fact about the name as well, and I can't remember what it is. Um, I can't remember what it was now. <sighs> Something about their names, like having a meaning, like having like you know, that also goes to the yeah the plot. And I can't remember name meaning. Let me see if I can find it. Um, oh yeah, the name Lilo means lost in Hawaii, and the movie title Lilo and Stitch can be interpreted as lost and joined together. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I like that. And it's just, yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a very, it's just, it's just, a, it's a great film. I can't really think of what to say about it. It's a film that's been in my life for so long, so, well, twenty I've years now. See, yeah, I've only seen the first one and the second one. I don't think I the se- second one is in Stitch the movie or Lilo and Stitch two. Oh fuck! Because uh, a lot of people think the a lot of people think Stitch the movie is the second one, but that was the thing that set off the series. There is a film called Lilo and Stitch two. Stitch has a glitch. Yeah, that one, the glitch okay. one. Yeah, that that's actually got a real that's got a really emotional moment in, towards the end. Um, that was a t- straight to d- straight to video film, I think, or was that one released in cinemas? Yeah, but the only one I really remember is the first Lilo and Stitch. Um, I, I loved Lilo and Stitch when I was younger. I watched most of the series. I've seen yeah. all the all four of the films. Um, two of them basically being TV specials, and that Stitch the movie and Leroy and Stitch. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, I don't. Know. I was. I just. It was good to revisit it because it has been a long time since I watched it. Um, and it's always been like a favorite. It's like it's sort of like a comfort movie, but I'm glad I haven't seen it for a long time because it makes me appreciate it more. Yeah. Coming back to it, and I think it's underrated. I don't think enough people give it attention like it deserves. There are a lot of obviously people who really love like Lilo and Stitch. No, you know, I'd agree. I would agree with that though. Like even down to myself, like. It's one of those films that I know is good, but I've only seen once or twice when I was younger. But then I've never gone back to it. Like if I'm on Disney Plus, I go straight to, um, uh, like, I go straight to Monsters Inc. 
that and the Incredibles, those two are my childhood favourites. Mm. But I know, I know if I just sat, I know after this podcast, if I go and sit with Maddie and I say, let's stick on Lilo and Stitch, I know I'll have a really good time. Like, and I'll love it. Yeah. Um, so I do need to, I do need to rewatch it. I really do want to rewatch it. It's also, I mean, they're just very interesting characters. It's a very interesting story, obviously. You don't need a lot of, you don't, there's a lot of stuff that you're not really given until late in the film. Like, obviously, the, um, Nani and Lilo's parent, parents died. Yeah. And, like, obviously, you don't, you don't, you're not given that information until later in the film. You kind of, you get it from context clues. Yeah. Like, and you can see that it's obviously, and the plot is basically about, you know, Lilo is obviously still dealing with her trauma of losing a pair yeah. of grief and that, while Nani is trying to you know, be a responsible adult and a parent to her little sister. Yeah. And then you've obviously got um, child services trying to take Lilo away. I do like the bit where um, uh, I think she traps her sister or something and then she, Lilo's uh, laying on the floor like miming to Elvis. Oh yeah, no, she unlocks, she nails the door shut so Nani can't get that's in. That's it. Yeah, that always makes me laugh. Um and I, I watched. I actually got a chance to watch Elvis, which I'll talk about in next month's recap. Okay, but, um, cool. Yeah, I still uh, need to try and watch it whenever it's free to watch somewhere. Yeah, I I renting would, it. <laughs> well, I would say because I know it's still in some cinemas. The one thing I would because I I watched it at home. The one mm. thing I would say is it's better in the cinema for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, no, I know it's just one of those things. But yeah, I always forget how much like. Elvis music's in Lilo and Stitch. Oh, it's, I mean, it's so much of it. She does, There's a whole sequence where she's trying to get him to be more like Elvis. Yeah. And it's brilliant. I love that sequence. Uh, you know what? I might have to watch it after this now. You really made me want to watch it. It's so good. Like, it just... It's so funny. It's mm. just... Uh, and it's sweet. Like, it's... It really hit, I think, our age group. Like, I always yeah. see... When I see, like... Specifically, the place I see people who like Lilo and Stitch the most is honestly when I'm on dating apps. Um, really? So it's, a lot of girls like Lilo and Stitch. Specifically Stitch. A lot of girls have like Stitch plushies and stuff. I had a Stitch plushie growing up. But um, I never did, I don't think. I think my cousin I used to did. love my Stitch plushie. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where I think it is just... Ba- it, it hit like our age because we were like the perfect age for it when it came out and then it kind of just even though there was the show and everything I feel like it faded away yeah I think but, I remember watching a bit of the show and just thinking there's a, there's a live action remake coming I saw that which I think, I think I think it's still is it still John M. Chu doing it or did he, did he back away I thought it was John, John M. Chu because one of the heavy one of the heavy rumours is it was going to be officially announced at D23 wasn't it but it never did Mm. Yeah, I think no, the, sh- some, I think what? someone else is doing it now. Oh, I think the thing about the show is is I don't know what it was, but it just it didn't have. It's like it lost a certain part of its charm. Um, for me, which I never got into the show, but the the film, yeah, the film is beautiful film. But obviously, I know you said Monsters Inc. as well, right? Yeah, I did. So I'm just looking up. I'm, I'm on Lilo and Stitch stuff at the moment. <laughs> Just trying to, um, live action adapt- adaptation. Yeah, it's Dean Fleischer Camp is doing it now. Oh, um, yeah, because Thingy left. 
That's fair. John M. Chu left. Uh, because due to his involvement with other projects, such as the film adaptation of Wicked and the sequel to Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, someone else is doing it now. Hope, yeah, we'll see We'll see what happens with that. Um, the show, though, I thought, is it, it's it's okay. It's not like anything special. Yeah. Who was the voice actress for me, though, actually? I think, because I think it was, um, I think it was uh, Samara Weaving, who was also the ring girl. <laughs> no, oh, sorry. Yeah. Not Samara Weaving. Dave, Dave, I don't know how you say her name. Um, Dave Chase. She was um, in Donnie Darko and she was the ring girl. Sorry. Oh, That's where okay. I got Samara from, because the Samara is the name of the ring girl. Yeah. Um, and she was um, Donny. She was Jake Gyllenhaal's little sister in um, Donny Darko. Yeah. Um, she wasn't in the second film. I think she was replaced in the second film by somebody else who I cannot remember. It's, it's, it's just funny. I just like these fun facts. But yeah, I can't remember who it was. Was it? What? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did watch Monsters Inc. as well. I love Monsters Inc. It's good. It's good. I don't know if I had as much of a good time with rewatching that as I did Lilo and Stitch. It's still a good film. That's right. So yeah, Monsters Inc. Like I said, Monsters Inc. and The Incredibles are my personal childhood favourites. Um, I mean, I'm not. That, I'm Don't get me wrong. Um, Monsters Inc. and Incredibles like were for me as well. More Monsters Inc. because my me and my cousin, um, we loved it yeah. when we were younger. Um, I think it's just where I didn't. I haven't seen it as much. I don't know. Oh, I mean, I watched it a lot as a kid, but as I've got older, I just kind of haven't. I still love it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, it's still got a 9 out of 10 for me when I rewatched it, but it's just like one of those ones where I just... I don't know why I didn't have as good of a time rewatching it. Maybe I just wasn't no, ready for it. Yeah, no, that's fair. It was Dakota fair, Fanning man. that played Lilo in the second film. Ah, okay. <laughs> I knew it was a big name. <laughs> but yeah, mo- yeah, no. I mean, Monsters Inc. is still great. Yeah. Still a good film. I don't have as much to say about that. But yeah, I did. I love that was one of my big ones when I was a kid as well. More Toy yeah. Story when I was that young, though. Mm-hmm. When oh, it yeah, came to Disney stuff, Toy, Toy Story was my, my, my shit. was my jam. And just, I guess, well, actually, 2001 is when Monsters Inc. came out. That yeah. film is 21 years old. That's mad. But yeah. Um... I remember I had Monsters Inc. toys. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, I had like a a, um, a remote control Sully, which wasn't very yeah. good, but it was random. Um, and I had, I probably had a little mic as well. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Just the mic and Sully. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Um. So So I did. Yeah, I did those. So you you do another one. Okay. Maybe. I've, I've watched. Still got, I've still got one. Two, three, four, five. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay. Um, I have more I... to say than others, though. So. How many more to say about others than? Well, you know One, what I mean. One, two. I feel like I spoke about this last month, so maybe I've only got two new and a rewatch. Because I can't. There's one that I can't remember if I spoke about it what on it? podcast or the Hulk. Did I speak about the Incredible Hulk? Yeah, you've definitely spoke about that. Yeah, so in that case, I've got... That wasn't um, that was last month. Yeah, in, in that case, I've got two new and a rewatch. So I'll go again, I, 
Yeah, you got a game. Um, I watched, sticking with the Disney Plus theme, um, mm-hmm. I watched Prey. What was that like? The new Predator movie. It's the best Predator movie. Oh, okay, fair. And I, I say this having only seen the first Predator movie, other than this yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, I haven't don't had really... a chance to watch it yet. It's great. You should, I mean, you should watch it. It's very... feels very stripped back, considering okay. where it's set and all that. It's obviously, you know, Native American girl. Yeah. Wants to be a hunter. People don't think she can be a hunter because she's a girl. Yeah. Um, I think that's the reason. Um, so she's like, I'm going to go... Because they have to do this tri- thing, trial thing. They have to hunt something that's hunting them to become a hunter. Like, properly. Oh, yeah. Um, and she fails the first time, but then she's like, "Oh no, there's something out there, or kind of something like that." I don't know what it is. And then she's like, "Oh, let's go, and I'm gonna go and hunt a predator." And it's like, it's quite cool because it's like they're kind of hunting each other a little bit. Oh, nice! As if you know, the whole you have to hunt something that's hunting you. The predator is obviously constantly hunting. That's the point. Yeah. Um, and it's just fun. It's great to see like the predator just kind of like. For the most part, I mean, it's it's not great as in, oh, I'm loving this, but it's, like, interesting to see how the Predator is, like, cutting through, like, animals along the way. Yeah. Like, just showing that it's how, you know, it's the Predator, so. Yeah, for sure. Um, and there's a couple of great sequences in it. There's a, specifically, there's a sequence in a French camp um, with the main character, whose name I cannot remember. Um, fuck's sake. Why do I always do this? can't remember the names of characters um naru played by amber mid thunder um there's a point where she's in a french camp and the way she like works through the camp is very assassin's creed-esque yeah uh and it's just it's one of the best sequences in the film and then there's also just the the end confrontation between naru and the um the predator which is just brilliant nice um and the fact that there was CGI on it, but the Predator is also, like, a practical suit as well. Oh, I didn't know the, that. The, like, functions, like, the mouth opens and closes and stuff like that. Yeah. There's, like, a clip of it, for like, a behind-the-scenes clip of the um, pre- guy in the Predator suit. But, oh, like, decent. there is some CGI to obviously clear it up and stuff like that. And it's, like, because there's gaps in it in some places. Yeah. But it's just incredible to see that the Predator works in, in a different setting, especially a setting where there's no, like, technology. Yeah. And I don't know, it was just a really interesting film. No, good man. And I had it was one of the best. I mean, it is one of the best films I've seen this year. Yeah, it's and it's just really, really good. So, yeah, I'd I'd recommend watching it when you can. I don't think it's that long either. Okay. Might be. I think it's less than two hours long. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's only a hundred minutes long. So. Yeah. Definitely give that a chance when you can. It's a film that should have been released in cinemas, but I understand why they didn't because. Because it was Fox, they still yeah. had a, a deal with HBO Max. Whereas, so if it was released in cinemas, it'd have to go to HBO Max before it went to Disney Plus. Oh, okay. So that's why a lot of Fox stuff is going like straight to streaming. Right, that makes more sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's still it's just a, a Disney's way to you know avoid yeah dealing with that shit. Um, but that was yeah, Prey. That was a great film. Probably one of the better ones I saw last month. Actually, yeah, the best film I saw last month. Apart from Lido's oh, okay. Stitch. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, well, I watched The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and um, Channing Tatum. And Brad, and Brad but Pitt. And Brad Pitt. Don't spoil it. <laughs> Don't spoil it. I've seen it. Um, 
yeah, I enjoy it. We we rented it um, on a, like a Saturday afternoon. We saw it came on Amazon Prime, and we just thought, you know, yeah, let's give it a go. And um, I enjoyed it. It's very, it it's not in a bad way at all, but it's very stereotypical action rom com. Um, it it's you know, it's very predictable towards the end. You kind of know when you go into these films where the main two characters are, you know, they don't really like each other. Um, one's a bit, you know, hot-headed, the other one's quite ditzy, whatever. You, there is, you, you there know is, what's going to happen. Yeah, but there is absolutely no reason that those two characters would fall in love. No, there's not. Um, I, I, I hated the romance part of the film. I preferred the adventure side of the film, and even that's not great. But did, when I talked about it, I talked about how I think that it does, like, the mystery, so, like, the the sort of what they're looking for and especially at the end what they're looking for isn't necessarily what they were looking for what they were expecting yeah i think it does all of that stuff better than kind of what uncharted did is what i said i feel like it did uncharted better than uncharted the film um in terms of i feel like i cared more about what they were going for whereas in in the fir- in the uncharted film they were literally just going after a treasure you know what I, I mean? Know. Yeah, it's not more I like think... one of those things where when you get to the treasure, it's like, oh, there's more behind it. That's what I mean. Yeah, no, I do get you. I do and a bit get more, you. bit more actually went into finding it than let's stick some keys into a wall and see what happens. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think personally, I still preferred Uncharted. No, I'm not saying it's better than Uncharted. <laughs> I think it's worse than Uncharted. What I'm saying Fair. is, I just think it handled its mystery very well. Yeah. The one thing I did really like, I really like Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. I thought, yeah, he kind of just he's just an unhinged maniac, and I thought that actually works really well. He's um, he's he's, he's going to be an even more unhinged maniac in a couple of months. True. And he plays Weird Al. But um, <laughs> I cannot wait for that film. Yeah, it does look good. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I probably won't go back to it. But no. um, it's it's a kind of it's a very kind of predictable, stereotypical action rom-com but then again that's not necessarily a bad thing if you're just looking for a good time i would genuinely recommend it just to kind of it's good to kind of sit with your family or sort of you know your partner and just what i wouldn't say sit with your family and watch it i'd say if you if you're in a relationship maybe like yeah if you if your partner likes it's very much it's very much a a crappy rom-com it is like a it's a date night film i think um so yeah what and the lighthouse isn't no. <laughs> what do you um, mean? What do you mean? There's there's lots of um, homoeroticism between Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson in that film. Yeah, true. Um, so yeah, I've got I've got one new and a and a rewatch, and then also the the mini series. But um, well, I still have four more. So fair. I did. Um, I watched. Um, the new, obviously, the new Dragon Ball movie. Oh, yeah, how was that? It was very good. Very good to see some characters that haven't been given a lot of good attention for a few years get some more attention. Yeah. Especially characters that are my favourite characters. <laughs> um, it's it was it's good. It had some good action sequences. It had some fun gags. Um, the animation yeah. wasn't always that, like, for me, because it was the 3D animation. Um, but it was, it didn't take away from the film or anything like that. It just wasn't... It's one of those things where I don't want to get used to 3D animation for Dragon Ball because I don't think it suits. Yeah. But it did look... It did. There was a lot of times in the film where it was like, oh, this, you know, it looked it looked all right. 
Yeah. Um, for Dragon Ball fans, old and new, it's a lot of fun. I think. Oh, good. Um, apart from those Dragon Ball fans that want to be annoying all the time, but I had a good time with it. Um, one of the more enjoyable films I've seen this year. Yeah, because it's Dragon Ball, and I love Dragon Ball, and I was just yeah smiling throughout most of it. Oh, good. I'm glad. I think it handled it, the characters very well. The ones it was giving the spotlight to a bit more, I think it handled them very well. Yeah. Which helps when it's written by the actual creator. So. Yeah. That's always, always a good positive to take from it. Um, I'll do another one because I can't go in depth with Dragon Ball because you don't get it. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, it's like when I wrote my, I did it for my blog post and in the review, before the review I said, just skip to the next one if you're not a Dragon Ball fan because <laughs> you're not going to get any of this. I like that one. Because um, I do just talk about what it means like, as a Dragon Ball fan in that review. Um I watched an older film. I say older film. It came out in 2000, but it feels older. Some yeah. films always do. I watched Erin Brockovich, which is a Julia Roberts movie. Okay. And how's that? Based on a true story. Um, it's all right. It's like a fun legal thing. Legal drama. Yeah. A, um, biographical legal drama. It's, oh, yeah. It's directed by Steven Soderbergh, <laughs> who did the Oceans oh, wow. trilogy. Um, but it's, yeah, it was all right. It, was, it is fun. Um Oh yeah, and it's produced by Danny DeVito. <laughs> nice. Aaron Eckhart's in it, and it's he's pretty good in it. Um, yeah, it's just a, it was just a nice, a nice. I don't know. I like. See, I like um sort of like true story legal drama stuff, like that kind of feeling of, oh, there's some bad shit happening, and someone's got to do something good, you know. Yeah. Sort of like, I don't know if you watched it, uh, the film Dark Waters. Is that Mark the Mike Ruffalo one? Yeah. I haven't watched it, but I I know what it is. Yeah, it's a very, that's a very good film, and it's one of those ones I just really like those kinds of films. Um, but yeah, it, it was good. I think it was a, a very decent film. Decent okay, good. Decent characters. There is a lot of fun to be had in it. As well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's yeah. Oh yeah, and R- Julia Roberts won an Oscar for it. Oh shit! Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, she did. Um. I have two more after that, so I'll let you do. Okay, sweet. Well, I've got two, so I'll do. I'll do the two. Um, so I watched uh, Bo Burnham's uh, The Inside Out takes, oh, and that's been out for a while. I started it's, it's... It when he released it on YouTube initially. Yeah, it's now on Netflix as well, yeah. and um, it's very good. It's it... I find it a bit weird to describe because it is basically. It's like an alternate yeah. version of Inside, but then at I the think... same time, it's more. It is more behind the scenes, or like it. It feels like it feels like the director's cut in a way, where Isn't it's always like deleted one of, stuff. One of the earlier songs I know has like it's basically sung in the same style as the song um, "Problematic." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I see. It's just an, it's, it's an alternate version. It's just because he was he was working on it for a very long time. So of course, there's going to be alternate things and stuff like that." I just yeah. haven't had a chance to actually watch it. I got like through that first song or whatever, and then I was like, "Yeah, I'll get to it when I actually want to sit and watch it," which I do, but I just haven't. But yeah, yeah, it's basically it's basically an alternate version. It's still very very good, I and mean, it yeah. is it is much more behind the scenes of how he he talks a bit more about you. You see a bit more of him attempting to sing a song, doesn't go well, stops it halfway through, and talks about that kind of thing. But I did prefer. 
inside. Well, that's, yeah. I mean... Because that's, that's the narrative. Inside is more of a narrative. This feels more of a mishmash of what he had left. But it yeah, is I mean, still it is still fantastic. That's, that's what it is as well. It's not supposed to be, like, you know, another special. It's supposed to be... This is what didn't make it, you know? Yeah. Because so, originally we started watching um, a comedian called Jim Jeffries who's mm. quite, he's like an Australian, very kind of dark sense of humour. When we started watching that, and then we finished that, um, that's good by the way as well, you should, you should if you're into dark humour, give it a listen. Um, and then we was like, oh, let's watch something a bit more, kind of, we can sink our teeth into, and we put, in, we put this on. I'm into dark humour as long as it isn't punching down. Right. If you know what I mean. As in like, so that's what I'm saying, like, what kind of dark humour is it? Um... Oh shit! I can't really remember now. I just remember. I just remember some of the jokes being a bit like, "Oh fucking hell!" All right, fair. maybe he's a bit more Frankie Boyle, but Australian. But like, what I'm saying is, that does he go after sense. groups of people who maybe you don't want to hear jokes being made about? No. Come on. Did you? Are you still there? Did you die? Hello? 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 Oh, you're back. I don't know what happened there. I don't know what happened there. No, I don't know what happened there. How bizarre. No, I, I literally went, um, it's Frankie Boyle, but uh, yeah, Australian. And yeah, then there was just, there was nothing. Okay, well, I heard that bit. And then I said, is there any sort of like, does he make jokes about like, or go after like groups of people that maybe you don't want to hear people making jokes about? Oh, um, I don't, I don't think so. But again, I'm not too sure. Which is because why I wasn't gonna. I wasn't really. This why this was more of a passing comment. That's why I didn't really. Yeah. Bring it up as a proper. No, as a I, just, I like I like comedians. But I just don't like comedians that want to be offensive for the sake of being offensive. Yeah, no. Because that's be usually what dark. It, what know? I that's usually what I associate dark humor with. Like I have a dark sense of humor. I know that. I just I try to not make jokes about you know things that. Yeah, no, I get you. For yeah, example, I, I would never again. No, I don't think I would ever. Uh, even though he, he's he's a comedian, I know you don't really like him that much. He's a comedian I used to enjoy, but now I'm looking at him from a different perspective. I cannot ever watch anything Ricky Gervais ever again. Really? Because he opened it. He made loads of transphobic jokes in his new show. Yeah. And I'm like, oh I can't, shit! I yeah, can't. he did. I never liked him in the first place. To be fair. No, I think I. What I like, I think I like. I like some of the jokes he makes, but I don't like when he starts going after, you know. It's like, for example, I'll people. never watch. I'll never watch Dave Chappelle. Yeah, no, I won't either. Because I know that he's just decided to be like, I'm just going to go after trans people now all the time. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's just not. It's just, it's just, just leave kind the, of shitty. Just leave trans people alone. Like, yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with them. Just leave, leave the people. Just let them. Just let them live their lives. And I just I can't stand that. That that's 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 actually like those are jokes now that really make me angry. Yeah, no, I don't think this guy. I don't think this guy is like that. Okay, um, you a comedian you might like. I don't know if you've seen it. I think he has specials on Netflix. Is um, Mike Babiglia? Okay, never heard of he's, him, but I'll give him a go. He's really fun. Um, I think his mo his earliest show that's on Netflix isn't as good as his more recent ones. Okay, so if I find the name of it, um, I think it's. Uh, I don't know what they're called actually. Now I can't find. It. But if you look, he's. I think if they're still on Netflix because they are Netflix show. Actually, yeah, they're Netflix originals. Um, he's a good one. Okay. 
um, which I think you'll like. Okay, sweet. Um, um, but yeah, so I watched <laughs> watched uh, Bo Burnham. Yep. Um, and then uh, I also rewatched. I know I spoke to Connor about this separately, but I rewatched uh, The Nice Guys, mm. which is just fucking five out of five, ten out of ten. Yeah. Truly outstanding. And it is, I, I said to Connor, I think, I'm sorry, I said this to you off air, and I remember when I first watched it, I know I enjoyed it because I saw it review at the cinema. I, was, I enjoyed it, it was good. Um, you know, it's what it is. But then I remember watching it this time going, I'm actually truly gutted it never got any form of sequel. It's, it's, it's the, it's the pairing, it's the, the sense of humour it goes with, it's just, it's... It shouldn't work, but it works perfectly. so good, like, and it's not even a matter of saying, oh, it's just, it's really funny, because it is, yeah, but it's just so good. (laughs) But also, no, but also, you know, it is really funny, but then the mystery is really good. The actual case they're trying to solve is actually really engaging. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's got, it's got comedy in there, but, Both leads are very strong. Yeah. That was um, obviously the first thing we would have seen Angari Rice in. She's obviously now been Betty Brandt in. Yeah, she's fantastic as well. She's great in this film. Um, um, it's just, yeah. it's also hilarious that like everything that like, goes right for them is like, it happens by chance. <laughs> like yeah. it's just, they're just, they just get lucky. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, Russell Crowe's great, but I think for me, um, Gosling steals the film. Oh, his like, without a doubt. His sense of like comedic timing in this film is brilliant. I uh, yeah, I I was, I'm truly true. I'm glad I kept it on Blu-ray, but I'm truly gutted that they've not made another one. Um, yeah, I mean it will never happen now at this point. But like, no, um, but that'll be that'll be a film that I'll really enjoy, kind of re revisiting every now and again. Um, but yeah, those are my. Those, I mean, I've got a little, a little, another one that's like a mini series that I actually will both talk about. Yeah, Not really well, in that much detail, though. But we can. I mean, that's... we can. We could do that now before I do my last <laughs> two. Then, if you wanted. Um. I wouldn't say it's a big thing to leave off on. <laughs> no, true. Okay, so yeah, we watched, um, the I Am Group Disney mini Plus series, mini series, um, and it's fine. It's nice. A couple of episodes I enjoyed more than others. Yeah. Um. It was just we what me and Maddie kind of sat in bed and watched it all in one go. Um, it's it was really it was very oddly like they felt oddly empty. Yeah, like if you know what I mean. I just like I think some of them were really like quite fun. Like well, the, I think specific, the ones I specifically liked were the little guy and um, Groot takes a bath. <laughs> um, I yeah, think Groot takes really a bath liked... was just a lot of fun. Groot takes a bath was my favorite, followed by. The, the his magnum opus one the way he's I, making the painting yeah I think Groot's pursuit wasn't wasn't very good no um, the first one's alright and then I thought the last one was just alright but yeah those those two the ones I, I thought were good they were they were a lot of fun but you, nothing really <laughs> do you know how I describe them actually thinking about it it felt like um, when you're watching more back in the old days but I guess with with Guardians as well like when you're watching the credits and they have little kind of little screens on the side, and you're watching Iron Outtake or like a little adventure, or something. It felt it felt a bit like that. Sort of, they were a bit longer, obviously, for the, than to yeah, be that. Yeah, no, yeah. But but it's something that it could have been like if there was. I don't know. It obviously it doesn't. I don't know. It's something like 
if it was going with a TV show, for example, like you got that before the show, like, but obviously if you were watching it yeah. on TV or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know how Pixar do like the shorts before some I also, of their films? I also still think that's very different because I feel like some Pixar shorts can be quite long as well. Especially when they ruined everyone's experience with what, whatever film it was when they put that Olaf special in front of it. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I never... I don't even know what film that was for now. Um, was it? It wasn't Coco, was it? I think it was, maybe. That's probably why was, I didn't it, get it then. Wasn't the special like half an hour long? I don't think it was that long, but it was quite long. Um, let me see. Olaf special. Olaf's Frozen Adventure. 21 minutes, so... Fucking hell. Where's the release? Um... Well, Frozen Adventure was show- yeah, it was shown before Coco. It was an experiment given that twenty one minutes it was longer than normal shorts. It was reported that some theatres put warning signs up about the length of the short ahead of Coco. Yeah. And then it stopped because people were like, We we're not this is awful. Plus it's got like fifty seven percent. Um anyway, but yeah. Yeah, no, I know it's it's one of those things I don't know where it truly belonged. I don't know what they were trying to go for with it. Like, yeah, did they it just felt think... like they just kind of. It's yeah. almost like maybe it would have been something fun to see before the new Guardians, but even then, I don't feel like it. It feels like it's come and it's gone, and will there won't be another thing like it. It's like yeah, it's like. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't expecting to go into it and having. Like, oh, having this big thing, oh, that's going to directly lead into the Guardian's Christmas special weather. But at the same time, I did watch it thinking, oh, maybe there'll just be the tiniest, tiniest hint of something. It That's how, yeah, it felt like you kind of it went into it. There wasn't really any reason for it being there, but it was just nice to watch. But again, you got to the end of it and felt a bit like, okay, yeah, that was... Yeah, I watched that. Yeah. Cool. No, yeah, um, exactly. So yeah. It was it was exactly that. Like I watched all of them obviously in one sitting, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Gonna watch that girls now. Yeah, sort of um, like when I watched Th- uh, Thor in the cinema, and was like, ah, oh, I see, I've seen it now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, onto your, onto your last two then, pal. So, um. A film that I, I saw later than I wanted to, because I wanted to see it when it came out, because I thought the trailers looked like a lot of fun. The reviews weren't perfect for it. Yeah. But the film always looked fun, so I was like, I want to see this. I watched Bullet Train. Oh, never got a chance to see that. How's that? It's 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 very... it's very. I think there's similarities to The Nice Guys in that a lot of things that happen in it are luck, but luck is also talked about a lot in the film. Brad yeah. Pitt's character is constantly like, I have a lot of bad luck. Okay. Um, the... It's very slapstick with right. its comedy, but it's also I think it's brilliant. Like in terms of, it's just a lot of fun. Like it's not great, um, but is it just, pl- is it just like a wise. fun? Oh, it's fun it's, action it's, film. It's a really fun action film. I think. Okay. Aaron Taylor Johnson and um, oh, why can't I remember the actor's name? Brian Terry Henry together. Yeah, they're brilliant. Um, Brad Pitt's great because it's Brad Pitt. Of course. Um, and there are obviously other characters and stuff like that that are involved. But I think it's just, you have to kind of, you have to watch it to really know how fun it is. Like, well, I'd give too much away if I wanted to talk about some of the fun, more fun aspects of it. 
Yeah. So that's why I've kind of just stuck with saying that, yeah, Aaron Taylor-Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry together are a lot of fun. I think Aaron Taylor-Johnson is the best part of the film. Okay. Like, he's so good in it. Um, yeah. And I, I already really like Brian Tyree Henry anyway. I think he's really funny. Yeah, he's great. He's great in um, Atlanta, and obviously he's he's in Eternals. I wouldn't say he's great in Eternals. He's good in Eternals, though. <laughs> yeah. He's one of the... I think he's, for me, he's one of the stronger parts of Eternals. And he's in Godzilla uh, vs. Kong. Oh, shit, yeah. And he's going to be in the new one as well. Oh, is he? Yeah, they're keeping him... Carrying him over. Godzilla vs. Kong 2. I think he's one of the only characters coming... Um, carrying... No, uh, Rebecca Hall's them. apparently going to be in it still. Uh, Rebecca Hall, yeah. Dan Stevens. But, but not... Um... No, bring back Skarsgård. No. <laughs> Bring back Skarsgård. Um, <laughs> not Skarsgård, not uh, Bobby Brown. Yeah, well, she's got plenty of other things to make her rich. <laughs> Plus, her character's pointless. <laughs> yeah, for me. I actually like Skarsgård. He did a lot in that last film. Yeah, I enjoyed him in the last one, to be fair. I need to rewatch that, because that was my favorite, one of my favourite films of last year. <laughs> I think it was your favourite film. No, I gave that. my favourite film to um, The Harder They Fall in the end. Ah, uh, okay. But I probably I couldn't I could have given it to Godzilla vs Kong. Yeah, <laughs> it was definitely up there. Oh, nice. Um, I loved that film. But yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So Bullet Train is a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. Uh, what else did I write about it? Did I write anything else? No, I just wrote. I had a lot of fun with it. Just entertaining. Yeah. That's what, what you want a film to be. Yeah, of course. Sometimes, sometimes you want it to be more than entertaining. You want it to do stuff stuff to you do stuff to you yeah to do stuff to you nice um and then okay we'll leave it on the last film then i saw which is you know probably the biggest of all the films i saw last month i think okay in terms of big release is what i mean yeah low big release um i saw nope i thought you were gonna be it was gonna be this i mean it's the last film i saw in the month i'm going i've gone in order so that's fair that's fair um um how was it it's 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 very not as good as get out in quality obviously they're not the same kinds of films but it's not as good as get out in quality but it's yep. still very much it, it draws you in straight away like it... see i i did a lot of because obviously part of my for those who don't know part of my job is is a trailer localization so we did a lot of work on this because we work with universal and and for me the reason i haven't gone to see it is I know, and I know this isn't true, but I felt like seeing so many TV spots and so many trailers, I feel like I've seen a lot of the film already. I feel like, but I swear the trailers and TV, like TV spots, none of them didn't give that much away. Well, it gave away the the they were meant to keep it really secret, but then like the second trailer gave away the fact it was aliens. That doesn't. No, I don't think that that doesn't. I mean, yeah, okay, I mean, that could be a reveal. But I don't think that takes away from the experience of watching the film. Okay, so you say it's still worth the film is The film is pure spectacle. It is, a, it is a summer blockbuster. Okay. Like, it is one of those films where you are drawn in not by the plot itself, which I think isn't that interesting overall. Yeah. But you get a lot out of the film just from the performances, from the tension building, and from the pure spectacle of it. It's big. Okay. Okay, maybe I will. It's not. Watch it at some point, then. It's not really a spoiler to say this because it doesn't have any effect on the plot. It's just a cool moment. But do you know what an Akira slide is? 
Why does that ring a bell? It's based on. There's a scene in the film. It's also one of the iconic images. It's most. It's the most iconic image from the anime film Akira from 1988. Yeah. Which is where the character uh, breaks and slides with the bike and like slides away from the camera. There is an Akira slide in this film. Nice. Like somebody has done it in live action and it looks so good. But it's just obviously that doesn't. But it's one of those things where it is going for those moments. It is going for spectacle for big moments. And there's a lot of those moments in this film. And there are times when you could believe you're watching a horror film, but it's comfortable to know that it isn't that for the most. Because for most of the film, it doesn't feel like that. Okay. But there's so much. It deals with a lot. I think there's some stuff with Stephen Yoon's character. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Like, and it, I think it's how the it's how the film starts. Yeah. And okay. um, did like, you ever watch Us? No, I haven't seen Us. That's one of the oh, ones okay. where it's more like it's too creepy for me to watch alone. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but I do want to watch Us at some point, just because I now that I've seen two of the three films that Jordan Peele has made. Yeah, like he's a fantastic filmmaker. I wouldn't say Nope is one of the best. But okay. I still gave it an eight out of ten because I still think it's very good for what it's doing. Oh, fair, 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 fair. When I read about it, Jordan Peele was really only going. He was like saying, "I'd made." He was saying that he, you know, made Get Out, which was obviously um, talking about, you know, racial injustice and stuff like that. Well, not racial injustice, but you know what I mean? Like racism, basically. Yeah. And then he'd made Us, which was sort of talking about class structure. So he said, I yes. just wanted to go for a film that was spectacle. So people have yeah. compared Nope to like being like one of like Spielberg's films. Right, okay. So it's a, it is a film that I think is really good to watch in a, in a good cinema. Yeah. Like, there is definitely that feeling and build to it, and you might. There are people that are going to be unex- like expecting more from it, but I also think the trailers don't give you enough for you to be expecting too much from it. Right. Okay. So I went in with the perfect amount of expectations. <coughs> um, <coughs> so I didn't. Excuse I didn't. Me. I didn't necessarily know what. I didn't know what I was going in for at all. I just knew I wanted to see it because I'd heard a lot of good things. Yeah. And yeah, there's a. It's just yeah. <laughs> oh, good man. That's all I can say about it. Fair play. Fair play. Well, I guess that brings us to. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of this bonus bonus. It does. Episode. You're very muffled for me. Oh, that's my. It's not the mic. It's my headphone. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So I was gonna go. say it's, it has got only. It's only got a 68% audience score, but I think that is because people were expecting it to be a horror film. Yeah. 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 And it's not that. Got okay. some cool moments. I think, yeah, it's sort of like a love letter to to film in a sense as well. I've heard that. I've um, heard that. So yeah, I could. I I mean, I, I there's not probably not much else I could say about it, but yeah, it was a very good. I had a lot of good time with it. Good. A, a lot of good time with it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess that brings us to that's the end of our what we watched in August. Our recap um, thingy. Our recap thing. We hope you enjoyed it. We want to know what you think. You know, did you have you watched any of our suggestions that we've watched? Did you watch your own thing in August? Let us know. Get in touch. We are two smoking microphones at all forms on all forms of social media. That is Twitter, Twitter. That is Facebook. That is Instagram. That is TikTok. We are also there is nothing all, on the TikTok at the moment. <laughs> there is nothing on the TikTok, but we have a TikTok. Um, we have also got. A email address to smokermicrofriendspod at gmail.com um, so you can get in touch we want to hear from you you know we've got series 3 coming up we're really excited about it um, 
so get in touch you know we had we've had some people uh get in touch with some of our topics so far on uh series three that we're going to talk about and that's that's pretty cool so the more the merrier um you can find us on all, all well you can find us separately on social media as well connor is connor jordan underscore 96 uh there you will find his blog uh, his link tree to his uh, Twitch and everything that he likes to do um, when not doing two micro microphones, I'd definitely give it a look. Especially his uh, his like monthly film recaps um, are always very interesting to read. Um, and I am Harry Young Edits on Twitter as well. There you can find uh, the link to the Review Lab podcast, which is the other podcast that I'm I'm doing. I've got an episode releasing. I'm not saying when just yet. Um, but it is going to be this month and it's got my brother in it which I'm very excited about um, I know but, I know Harry would have had this idea anyway but he stole my idea of doing a podcast with Max <laughs> he did I did yeah but um, yeah it's I wanted much Max more... on this podcast <laughs> he still wants to come on this podcast to be fair he well, asks. He will someday yeah it's, it's just it's just logistics it's trying to no yeah yeah but um yeah, the what I, what I will say about the episode of Max is, it it's it's much more you know my podcast so far has has had much more of a structure to it. This kind of throws that out the window. This is much more just us two being us two for an hour, but it's 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 nice. It's very heartwarming. So I'm kind very of excited for people to listen just, to that as well. I'd kind of I'd love to just it could be something you do for your podcast, but just an episode of just Max and his Would You Rather's. <laughs> Yeah, right. I was thinking that that'd be great. But then you've got to also want Max to do. Max has got to want to do that as well for all oh, that he'd time. Lo- he'd love it. He'd love it. You know for a fact he would. Um, but yeah. So yeah, like we said, season three, it is coming fairly soon. We are really happy with it so far. We're really enjoying it as well. Um, thank you for your continued patience in waiting for it. We do really appreciate it. Um. But yeah, unless there's anything Connor wants to tell you. Nah, I've got nothing else. Only my only my outro statement, which is, you know, you know what you got to do. You've got to... What you got to do, Connor? What you got to do? you got to enjoy your scones. Enjoy those scones.